<laughs> John, you're an idiot. Moving on. Becoming a content creator. <laughs> Becoming a content creator. Now, this is going to be, an, uh, I say, an interesting conversation because we are both content creators, but we are both different sizes with different experiences, with different audiences, different focuses. And the idea of content, that the word content is quite... Um, quite a I don't want to say toxic <laughs> but can be can be quite a a volatile topic to talk about yeah we 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 go we go we go upset some peoples <laughs> I think there are so many different avenues you can take with content and there are so many different uh results you can get from content and purposes you can try and get out of content that is is it's, it's going to bring up some interesting conversations. And I think that I just, I just can't wait till we can have a massive rant about consistency, which is our word for today. Just so fucking help me. I hate the way that people have interpreted that. I don't like the interpretation of the word consistency. It drives me insane. I have already done a post on that, on that, on my Twitter multiple times. It makes Stay me tuned angry. for John's rant. Yeah, uh, the rest of the episode will be my rant. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, th I think that the, the easiest place to start with content is what, what a content creator is, what, what they do, what they are, who they are. Um, and the way I perceive a content creator, the, the way it, what I would class a content creator is sounds obvious someone that creates content online i'm going to say online because a lecturer a teacher is still technically a content creator because they are still creating lectures creating slides creating lessons uh, and and helping other people but it's not online so it's not content that can be easily distributed um rewatched reconsumed repurposed um, um i think i might like for me, I might I agree, but I think the online part is not quite right. Okay. I don't think it's online. I think it's something that can be easily distributed. We think it has to be online, but I don't think it does need to be online. I think a content creator is someone who can where you can easily dis like is the distribution of information, opinions thoughts ideas in a way that is easily accessible so i view gone because i did so yeah no so so before the internet did we have content creators yes who were they people who produced educational content like videos and, and it's, as it yeah, as but, in, like, before TV before the internet stuff. Okay, so would you say the the movies, like people making movies, would you say that is they they are content creators? Yes. Okay. Because they are creating content that is consumed. Okay, interesting. Because the the term content creator, I never like never acknowledged the term until I saw individual creators sharing their own thoughts and opinions, not businesses oh, yeah, I, or organizations. I, like the current. The current viewpoint of a content creator and the specificity that we're doing is online content creators. 
bear in mind, I also came from a music background, so I released mm-hmm. music as well. And I view that as someone who writes and produces music, CDs, albums, and online, yes, are they are content creators. When you do a live gig, you have created content that is shared with other people. It can be in the room as well. Um, I feel mm-hmm. that content creators, it, what we are talking about is online content creators. Yeah. But I think the new and being for me, that's what I'm specifying. Yeah, because what I guess what I what I had in my head when I said online content creators are the individuals that are sharing. I guess you could say intellectual property, their own knowledge, but a lot of the time it's not their own knowledge. It's what they've gathered from other people. And that's how sharing knowledge works uh, because the the term like content creator is so broad that yes. everyone is a content creator, um, which is why I was trying to like at the beginning of the episode, try and like narrow it down a bit because I mean, I would, I agree musicians are content creators, but I would prefer to use artist rather than content creator for a musician. Ooh, fascinating. (laughs) Very similar words, but I would prefer to call a musician an artist, whereas I wouldn't say a lot of content creators are artists. Yes, some are, but I would say a lot aren't. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think I agree with that. Yeah, so I, I, I I think I agree with that. I sort of see content creator as like an umbrella and, and mm. then smaller thing like Peter McKinnon. He is an artist when it comes to the videos that he creates. They, a lot of the pieces are very well made, whereas other videos, my videos are perfect examples. They are not pieces of art. They are quite pants when it comes to the artistry. Um, ah, but what is, yeah, I, yeah. Exactly. No, I don't agree with that. I, I, it's Making... a different kind of artistry. It's not if you're specifying artistry as visuals, then sure. But there is an art to delivering information online in a way that is digestible, usable, <laughs> that is sustainable. It's a, the point I was getting to was there is an art to something uh, rather than an art of being something. And uh, so you've got the science and the art of a profession. Mm. And I think being an artist is someone traditionally, I would, I would imagine something that is more aesthetically pleasing or like it, it, it hits the senses quite nice, like visually pleasing or but what about really hideous, like, trash art? Okay, I, I say pleasing as in it's... How do, how do I explain it? Like, it triggers an emotional response. Mm. That's better, yeah I, yeah. I prefer that nuance to what you said. Because yeah. that, that was the bit that I was like, yeah, I've looked at shit and I hate it, but it's artistic, so I can understand the context behind it and, and can appreciate yeah. it, but it looks disgusting and <laughs> i don't like it yeah, ple- pleasing is a type of an emotional response from yeah yeah i mean picasso is a perfect example some people love it some people hate it some people just don't understand it but it's still art um whether you like it or not <laughs> uh, and i think with with online content creators there is a there is an art to creating content online 
then like the the art being creating a video that people find or can have an emotional connection to with uh, which i don't think is that difficult with online creation a lot of the time because a lot of it is communication so getting an emotional response from someone is extremely easy if you want to because hello trolls uh <laughs> and um and the the information that is shared is it's out there and that's where like the art of creating content is you can create an emotional response to for for anyone with most pieces of content but then the science of content i.e the facts the figures the the knowledge transfer the intellectual understanding of whatever it is that you're talking about it could be something highly academic or something i mean i watched um simone i think geats is how you say her last name she made a a i think it's quite called a plamp she basically she made a uh, a flower and a lamp together she just built it because she felt like it uh, there was art in the video because she felt emotionally connected to this random thing she had built but there was loads of understanding of how she built the things so all the different tools the the methods she used so there was there was knowledge to learn behind it there was science behind it so even in just DIY videos and, and fun videos, there is still knowledge, but there is a balance between the science and the art, I think, that needs to be struck. I'll let you talk now. <laughs> no, I, I really like this conversation. It's not gone the way I ever thought it was going to go, which it never does. But it's it's interesting that this word that's come into, like, like phrase has come into our language and what actually does it mean to be a content creator? Like... What actually is that? What is what is classed as content? What is not? I think there's so much to be discussed around that, and and also who needs to be a content creator? Like for me as a business owner, it's interesting. Of like, do you need to become a content creator? That depends on your definition of a content creator. When I first, so on our notes, it says why you don't need to become a become one as a business owner. I'm actually going to contradict myself within the context of what a content creator is in this discussion. Yeah, you do. Because you need to share what you're talking about. You need to think about, like, for me, I've noticed a massive change in my business because of the content I'm creating the purpose of my content has become a way of sharing if okay nuance more you need to be a content creator if you want to show up as a leader in your business in your space if you are leading people somewhere or leading a group of people then you need to create content if you are just a service provider then no not necessarily you do not need to create content if you're just you know That's, I mean, that's kind of the reason why I went down what a content creator is because I saw that first point and I was like, ah, I want to challenge that a little bit. And I want to sort of like move further into this conversation and say, okay, content, every note, piece of information you take requires processing. Processing means creating something. Mm. So what are you producing? You could be producing a note or a page or two pages, an article, something, which means you're creating something, which means it's content. 
Does it mean you're sharing content? No. Sharing content and creating content, I think, are two different things. I like that. I like that nuance. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's why I think everyone... Everyone naturally, I think, is a content creator because we're all looking to create links and connections and 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 learn because that's what humans do. As much as as I, much as I disagree, I know of a number of people who are just happy with what they've got, but they still learn. Yeah, they learn. <laughs> Every- the, the, way, the way I see it is everyone learns. It's what they do with the learning that makes the difference. Because some people will have questions and won't bother following up. They will just acknowledge the question, acknowledge the thought and move on. Other people will sit and linger. Other people will dive deep in, like myself. Um, but not to all of them because you, we don't have all the time in the world. Um, and everyone will create links and connections because we all we have thoughts everyone has thoughts you can't not have thoughts <laughs> unless you're dead uh, <laughs> yeah. but you, you can't just you can't not have thoughts which means you're always creating something because your brain is making connections it's what you do with that creation whether you do something with it or you just leave it that is then the question so and and, and that that question then moves forwards because you make a thought do you do something with the thought? If you do something with the thought, okay, are you writing it down? If you are, are you making a connection with something else? Are you then expanding that to a note, expanding that to a, a page, to a book, a video or whatever? Then are you actually going to share it? So I think we're all creating content. We're all creating stuff. Yeah, thoughts. yeah. I, I think my, my opinion on this has changed so rapidly in the last six months. Like when when... I first thought about this as a content creator. I did never viewed myself as a content creator um, because I didn't have that. Under- I, I, I just saw it as a, as a fun thing for people who have lots of time to do. Like, but for me, I realized the humongous value of it um, from creating content, from like the creative process of talking about my ideas has done wonders for my business and for me. Um, I was going to say, I think it's rooted in human human culture, human society, because when you think all the way back before technology, before the rest of it, what did people do? Use stories. We, we spoke to one another. We communicated with one another. And what is that? That's sharing what you're thinking with other people, which is literally what content is. It's sharing your stories, which is why most people prefer listening to stories and remember stories better than they do words. And, and they need a narrative because that's how we've, we've evolved. We've evolved to communicate through stories, through narratives, through journeys, through different links of ideas, which is creating ideas, creating content. It doesn't have to be shared with everyone. It's just creating it. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think... What is really important when it comes to, as a business owner, you need to understand the purpose of it. Oh, yeah. Like, why are you doing it? I think, I think in general it is, isn't it? It's like, you need mm. to understand why you're creating the content, who it's for, why you're doing it, what the whole point is. If you're just absentmindedly throwing... So it's like, here's a good example in the space that we both inhabit, Twitter and the ship 30 for 30 thing. I do not have a problem with it. I paid for it. I liked it. I like Ship 30 for 30. 
but I think people's that when I see people doing it and starting it, they do it to grow a following. They want they use it as a uh, uh, hack <laughs> to grow a following. And I think for me, the reason why I signed up for Ship 30 for 30, as I've said before, is to, to really start to think about what I'm saying and to start sharing ideas and playing with ideas. It wasn't to grow a following. It wasn't to do that. I mean, I naturally did manage to do that. And it helped, but it, but the main purpose for me wasn't necessarily to ship 30 pieces of content or become consistent with content. Oh my God, I cannot wait for that conversation. Um, today's word is consistency. If we haven't actually said that yet, cannot wait for that one. It was, it, it was for the purpose of figuring out what ideas mattered to me and, and, and just the art of taking stuff out of my head and putting it somewhere so that I can actually see it and change my thoughts, think differently. Um, for me, that's what the purpose was. It wasn't just to market. And I have gone. I was, was going to say the, the Harry Potter reference, you know, where just Dumbledore's like pulling his thing and putting it in the bowl. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, I've watched it like once, maybe twice. I've never read the books because I don't like reading. Um, but yes, yeah, so that, that's the analogy I have in my head. And I think that is a skill that what? I have a question. Carry on. OK, I, I think that is a skill that we we have when we're younger because we're always asking questions. We're telling stories. We're always being a pain in the bum to parents. Oh, what, just shut up. Go away. Go do. But and and school sort of dumbs it down and gets rid of the the creative thought a lot of the time and that that skill to pick out ideas in our head critically analyze them and go is that a good idea is that a bad idea i don't know let's have a look and explore that that's a skill that i think is drilled out of us throughout school and education um because of the way the industry has worked and then you can learn that skill again relearn that skill uh moving forwards and that's what i've done and that's why people in the pkm space probably people listening like learning like moving forwards because they question and challenge but that questioning that challenging that skill to get the ideas out of their head to something is creating it's it's creating links somewhere somehow and i think the the science aspect of the of the creating stuff the the facts the the figures the or the reasoning behind the creating the content that is where the communication of sharing the created content uh, and communicating that content with other people that is where a lot of the the friction comes online it's not the creating the content bit that becomes the friction it's the communication between two different people that have different ideas about something and for whatever reason people just hit the fan and people disagree yeah yeah I, I, the point i was making um to go back to your earlier point of like books are on like sorry content is online so do people who create books are they content creators well as, as a, an overarching term yes they're content creators i was intrigued to know your context on that like because yeah. it's like i don't read books it's like well then are they content creators or are they writers which leads us on to another point that's there 
exactly so i would say yes they are content creators but i would i would say they're storytellers mm. um and i i say storytellers instead of writers because i think everyone is a writer if you understand like how to write words like symbols and letters then then you can be a writer um a good writer bad writer depends on who's reading it um so i think people that write books are storytellers because they can tell stories through words um but what about non-fiction still telling stories they're, they're telling stories instead of it being a, a narrative story it's a it's a scientific exploration story um even if it's just like a, a how-to book or a fact fiction book or any sort of book, it's telling a story of there is a there is a start and an end, whether that's a start and an end in a chapter or a start and an end in the entire book. It's there's there's still a story to be told. Mm. That's the way I see it. Fascinating. <laughs> uh, and so sort of moving moving back towards the the conversations about sharing content is okay now we've got these stories now people are telling these stories the sharing these narratives these they're creating content artifacts depending on what word you want to use and they're using various mediums of communication whether that's written whether that's spoken whether that's visual combinations of everything uh great now we've got this sharing of things which is everywhere what do we do with that? How do we monitor that? How should we monitor that? How do we change that? And I think the biggest question for me is how do we mediate fake, whatever we class as fake news, fake news, opinions, facts. <laughs> I saw your face. Sort of should, we? should we? Uh, and this, this obviously comes into comes into the the realms of free speech and what you should shouldn't can can't say uh and i I think we have a responsibility any everyone has a responsibility when they're sharing to understand the consequences of saying something because yes Yes, i I agree the the biggest example i can think of which so i've recently rewatched a genius series uh, from national geographic i recently rewatched the series on einstein and it's it was such a <laughs> such a, a great point he said he spent his entire life researching science of physics and one image of him on the front cover of a magazine with an atomic bomb behind him destroyed his reputation and it did like he is suddenly just associated with the atomic bomb (laughs) like you've got how many years of science research facts figures loads of great work then one image one image completely tarnishes so much of what he's done and outside perspective perspective and that's just by one person saying something that or just implying something they didn't even have to say anything just putting the like his face with a bomb together completely changed the outlook of what Einstein, who Einstein was. And I think part of his fame now is due to the link between him and the atomic bomb, because the atomic bomb is just like (laughs) all over the place. You can't avoid it. And we can say stuff very, very quickly, but taking it back takes a long time. Yeah. I think that's the hard part, isn't it? It's, 
the responsibility of a content creator. Mm. And I don't know whether many content creators realize that it's the same as like showing up as a leader in your space, like as a coach, as a consultant, my advice can screw up someone's life. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I gave one piece of bad advice. Someone could literally be unable to work anymore. Well, it, I was going to say, even on top of that, it doesn't even have to be bad advice. They could just misinterpret the advice that yeah. you've given. Yeah, and it's it, it's so... And, the and responsibility that's, is massive. Yeah, and that is that is the thing that irritates me the most about the, the field of content creators and everyone sharing stuff is I don't think people respect the the impact that they can have some people don't have the time to share information some people don't have the technology to share the information some people don't want to share the information perfectly fine but for those that do i think they have a responsibility to if they are sharing information share references and sources so people can do their own research if they want to and at least do some due diligence in understanding what the impacts could be if it is poor advice or if it is good advice and this is where i think nuance in sharing stories is important like going back to the episode uh the, the hacks and the tips and tricks if you're going to give advice you need you i think there is a responsibility to share the other side of it because there will be some people that it doesn't work for and i i've said this a couple of times um quite a few times actually because it's something that i just it just irritates me but sleep deprivation yes it's bad yes it's not good for you for most of the time but if sleep deprivation is used as a therapy it can't be all that bad <laughs> causing people to stress about not sleeping is bad so creating only one narrative is not beneficial yeah. So we need we, we, we have a responsibility to say, yes, these things are all bad. These are all negative most of the time. But this is still a thing. <laughs> the little footnote at the end. Yeah. And, think... and that's that's why I did the video that I did, because it is a bit of a it's certainly a biased video like towards sleep deprivation. I'm not suggesting to be sleep deprived, but I'm saying there is actually lots of research that supports <laughs> sleep deprivation. And it's not as scary as some people make it out to be. Uh, and it's, it's contributing to the other side of the conversation. Do I think people should be sleeping less than seven hours? No, <laughs> no, I do not. But if no one contributes to that side of the conversation, then we are just being biased with sharing the content that we are. And that's where I think creators as, as, a, as a general community need to have a responsibility to share both sides of the story. But the problem with that is, is that it's not, it's like you got a lot of criticism on that video of like, so what's your point? Hmm. It's like we, we, we're now being trained to always have a point to what we're trying to say and always summarize and have a conclusion and everything has to have a point. But if you have nuance and you're just discussing the nuance like you are, there is no point. The point is, here's the information. Do something with it. I was, was going to say that the point is the conversation. 
the, the whole the whole point is the conversation and that is where i think education has impacted content creators like the educational system suggests that we have an essay we have a deadline we have a, a conclusion yeah. to yeah. the study yeah. that's the way education has been sort of drilled into us but that's not how learning happens that's not how learning works that's not how sharing stories work stories don't suddenly go okay that's the end of the story finished no well what about this well what about that what happened to that person oh you'll have to wait for the next chapter book series whatever um and it's the same with learning there, there is another chapter there is another narrative there is another addition there is always going to be an addition because time consistently goes so it's a it's a constant conversation so instead of i i think instead of it being a video this is my video this is my conclusion this is my con this is my addition to this conversation around this thing in this area in this topic from this perspective in this lens that's how I see content. I don't see, for, for me anyway, I don't see content as a piece of content. I see content as a part of a conversation. And I think that's what content is. It's a conversation. Mm. That's what which it is, should be, but it's not. Which is why communities are so important, which is why I think my personal, my personal opinion, which is why I think like the, the internet academic space area thing is the best way to learn because you have the curriculum is all of the conversations and you can engage in any community you want wherever you want with almost no barriers so why would you go and do something else because you want a shortcut hat trick to get there because i think that's i'm biased against courses but that's i i see online courses um as hacks a lot of the time because most courses leave nuance they leave out context because it's either a generalized course with advice or there's information that's been missed or maybe there's new information that's out and they haven't updated the curriculum yet and yeah it's this is this is something that actually i really struggled with and still do with notion because it's like well how do you use notion it's like well this is how you end yeah, no, but that's not they're asking how to use Notion, which is why there are tons of courses on how to actually use Notion. You create a database this way, this way, that way. I mean, I helped create mm. a part of the advanced course for um, for a creator. And I'm just like, but that's not the questions that need to be answered. I've been seeing a lot of comments recently of like, so how do you actually use Notion? And what they mean by that, it's the nuance. It's like, how do you figure out what's a database? What isn't a database? What needs to be a database? How many databases to have and how to structure that information, which brought me to my, brought me to Simplicity Specialist, which made me move from business and notion to Simplicity Specialist because it's the nuance of understanding of how you work, as we've discussed probably nearly every freaking episode now, um, of like, how you actually work and that i don't know whether that can be a course and, and i don't can, think it is because it's a conversation badly <laughs> it, it's a conversation it's yeah and 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 that's it's literally why i i don't buy courses because courses are information which is content which is fine like you can buy i'm not saying don't buy courses i'm just saying buying courses are a hacky tip trick because they're they're trying you're you're paying for a shortcut you're paying for a shortcut to someone else's experience of knowledge 
because I'm not going to say it's knowledge. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually, I think we need to be a bit more specific on course. Like you're talking a traditional video based course in this instance, aren't you? Because if you think about the cohort based courses, a good cohort based course, that's more of a conversation than it is education. Same with like, I run workshops. My workshops have an educational element, but they are still a conversation. Mm. And I think just, I wanted to check in that you were also meaning the same thing. Like a course as in a watch this video, watch that video. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Just wanted to with, with the cohort based courses, like we spoke about with the learning hubs, I think the value comes in the conversation, the guided conversation yeah. rather than the content. That's where I think the value comes. Yeah. Um, so for me, <laughs> the, the there's a difference between a like a course and a cohort. I I would see a cohort as a, as the community as your yeah. Cohort. That's what I wanted to, because some people don't see it separate. I wanted to just get that nuance from you because yeah. I agree. I think a course on its own is is great for learning step by step how to do one thing. But when you're trying to discuss something, when you're trying to figure stuff out, especially in business as well, like most of the business stuff should be a cohort of a group of people trying to figure out how to do stuff. It's like starting a business in Notion, for example, I have a, I have a, a mastermind around that where there is educational pieces of that, but there is, there is content there that I'm creating live with people. Um, but it's also very much a conversation. And I think that's where, those two things kind of coincide the content and the conversation and content is as you were saying earlier and i agree is a conversation and it has to be a conversation for it to be effective for it to be helpful for it to be well done which means sometimes you can't be consistent <laughs> in the same way that is portrayed online do you like that good transition don't you think yeah it was it was a very nice transition <clears throat> so today's word is consistency and i am very fucking excited <laughs> just a rant because i'm just gonna fucking rant the entire time i hate the word i really no no wrong wrong incorrect not correct i don't hate the word i hate what the word has been meant what people mean by consistency in the online creator space in the business space i find it huh, it drives me insane you the don't like their intention <laughs> the intention no i don't like the intention it's like just produce content every week that's consistent no it is not it is consistent yeah but it's <laughs> consistent well yes i suppose it is consistent but it's for me, consistency is, is, is being in harmony with what you want to do, like a state of being in harmony. That's what the word comes from. For context in this exact specific thing, it's like working to an agreed pattern, but not an agreed pattern with the rest of the fucking internet, an agreed pattern with you. It's an agreement you've made with yourself to be consistent in a certain way that you have defined. You're doing something regularly, making an agreement with yourself to do it and sticking to it. 
I cannot wait for your for your reply. So is that is is that like all five of your points? So just shouted in one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's really ticking me off. I find consistency. I just find it so hard to just. <sighs> so my my first point, which might just summarize everything quite nicely, um, the only constant is change. Yeah. Uh. I, I, I just had to leave with that one. It's the first one. And I think the, the most important part about consistency is that your dynamic with change is that yeah. you, you can change. Uh, so solidifying a pattern saying, I'm going to do this thing is great. Yes, you can be consistent doing that. Uh, but I think being consistent uh, require, like doesn't need to have a pattern every two days every five days every week every four hours I don't give a shit <laughs> like the, the consistency doesn't have to be a a, a methodic pattern of it's an agreement isn't it something. it's that it's that it's that agreement with yourself that you'll do this mm. it's an agreement that's all it is it's nothing else it's not it doesn't have to be time-based I put doing something regularly because everybody tells you that's how it's supposed to be. And I just don't agree. And I hate it. It pees me off. So I've got three words that I just put there. Cause I was like, I think consistency means different things with these words. So timing, quality and quantity because, mm. consi because consistency and timing can be drastically different. You could have uh, every two days, every five days, or every other week, or every first day of the month. The timing can be irregular or regular, but you can be consistently irregular or consistently regular. <laughs> and I, I don't think people recognize that. The person I mentioned earlier, I think it was in this episode, uh, Simone Geetz, or however you say her name, <clears throat> she is consistently irregular with her upload schedule you may get three videos a week and then won't see anything for like two months and then suddenly a video you're like oh okay um but she's consistent she consistently posts it's just on an irregular basis mark rover is another perfect example sorry it's the quality that's the consistency she's consistently quality yeah yeah, exactly. And Mark Rover is another example. You you don't hear anything from him and then suddenly like a massive video comes. You're like, wow, okay. So their consistency in timing is still there because they're still appearing. It's just an irregular consistency. But the quality is linear in consistency because it's normally good quality. But then you've got the other side of things where, okay, they drop the quality and increase the quantity. And now you've got you still got consistency because you're still consistent, but you've got a different type of consistency. And that's how I see those three words, depending on the, the way the consistency is done with timing, quality, and quantity gives a completely different impression of what that word consistency actually means to the person. Does, it's, it's, did, did that make sense? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I really, that is what it should be. It's not, <laughs> because it's all time-based it's just like post every day you know post regularly you got to post regularly because you've got to feed the algorithm yes if you want to hack the system and the tips and the tricks to hack it sure people were using consistency as a hack mm. and they leave bits behind 
and you, it, it's just, and, and it, it genuinely, like, ticks me off. I'm, I'm going to use another one of my, uh, my lovely analogies in my head. Um, so, spiderweb, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, graphs, like network theory, is is something that. I, I really love, uh, I mean, you can see space on wall. I like the idea of the nebula and space because there's, there's gaps in the middle. Uh, and that's why I love space. Space is my analogy for almost everything in my head because uh, everything is a planet, a node, whatever you want to call it, network theory. And looking at consistency, consistency as its own little, own little thing, little bit, you've got the three, three nodes. You've got timing, quality, and quantity. Some things can get bigger, so gravity increases. So like the triangle, essentially, that you've got, the, the little web triangle you've got, if this gets bigger, these two could move out. And gravity is going to move things away, move things closer. If something, so quantity goes up, well, quality may go down. Now the shape is different. And that's how I see consistency. Consistency is the, the nebula, the galaxy, the whatever you want to call it, the network. Consistency is the network view. It is what it looks like. It's the three dots and the three lines joining it together. What that looks like is going to be changed by the size of the node, the length and the thickness of the line, the connection, whatever it is, um, and then the distance between everything. All of that, all of that empty space, filled space connections and everything that's involved is what consistency looks like for me. Yeah. Um, just, just yeah. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I, I have nothing to add. I just agree. I completely agree. It's, it's that, it's that, you know, one of the things in Gestalt psychology is around us a, a cycle. And then there's a part of the cycle, which is the void, the space in between things. And that is part of consistency. I love that. I, th I think that's the first time I've actually explained my walk. <laughs> Yeah, it's, but, I think we've discussed it before. But yeah, so um, for for those that aren't watching, I have a space wall. And it's literally like space to me is how I think of almost everything. Because it's 4D. Yeah. It's, it's 4D, it's the way the world is. Um, do you have any other points? No. No, I, I have one other point, which is expectation. Cool. <laughs> um, and I have expectation in there because I, going back to my analogy of space, because everything is, if, if you're wondering, everything that I have in my head is space, everything. Um, <laughs> it's, it's all networks. Um, but expectation is part of social constructs um, and society. It's kind of like it's own little galaxy over there, which is so next to this over here. And expectation, I think, impacts what consistency looks like in the scheme of work and efforts and output because consistency won't change with expectation expectation won't change what consistency looks like but it will change where it fits in to everything else so consistency will could be affecting other aspects of life so like general actions general habits stress levels health etc so i think expectation can move the consistency galaxy bubble around 
uh, and it can bash into other things. Again, using my dynamic analogy of space, if consistency bashes into health, health then bashes into stress, stress then bashes into work, that then bashes into business, finance, suddenly midlife crisis, um, all because of expectations upon consistency. And that's where I see everything. It's, it's so tightly knit in space that if you move one thing, everything else starts moving together. And as a, as a, as a physical example, if I don't know whether you've ever done this, if you have a bit of string and you like put, uh, put a bit of string between like two buttons. I did this when I was younger as a kid, which is probably why it's remembered in my head. And you've got like a bit of string, uh, blue tack taped, whatever to two buttons and you pick it up in the middle, picking it up in di different places. It's going to change the more, uh, more buttons you add with more pieces of string, the more of a mess it makes. Uh, you can add bigger buttons, smaller buttons, different things and picking up different places. And it's just an absolute mess. And that's what I see expectation. And, and all of this is if you pick up expectation, consistency moves, but so does everything else. And you suddenly go, where the fuck has everything gone? Yeah. Sorry, I, I would love to be critical of you, but I can't because it's the point is, yeah. That was a literal mic drop. Yeah, glad I caught it. Um, yeah, it, it genuinely is. That's that's the whole entire point. And I think this conversation is not made to creators enough. It's like, just publish consistency so you can hack your way to get the money. Need more. <laughs> yeah. More. Give me more. Sir, can I have more, please? <laughs> Oliver Twist reference. Um, Pizza, can I have some more? It's yes. just, yeah. I love it. But yeah, and I, I was going to say to, to round this out when it comes to the, the conversation of creating content, sharing content, being consistent with content, I think there is, there is a consistency, a general consistency with creating and sharing content but there needs to be a responsibility with our consistency and expectation to share things that are appropriate, but what you deem as appropriate is going to be different to everyone, which is where the conversation continues. Yeah. And always has to. Yeah. It always will do, especially as time moves forwards because everyone's opinions change. All the facts will change. <laughs> Ex expectations, filters, perceptions, everything changes because the only constant is change. 